This is The Exchange, humanizing commerce through post-purchase connection. Normally on The Exchange, we're talking to e-commerce brands, but this week we thought we'd switch it up and talk to a customer, one who might be shopping on your site. And because this weekend is Mother's Day, I thought that customer should be my mom. So this week we have my mom joining us to talk about what she thinks about e-commerce, what she thinks about online marketing tactics, and even getting her to guess a couple of the terms we use all the time. All right, mom. The first question I have for you is what do you do for a living so that all of our listeners have just a bit of idea of the background knowledge you might have on e-commerce? Well, I run a bed and breakfast, so I do laundry, clean rooms, make breakfast, and uh, entertain people. Do laundry professionally. All right. Yes. <laughs> now, today we're going to talk a bit about online shopping. We're going to talk about your online shopping experiences, maybe how you would change things up to make things a little bit more accessible. Um, I'm going to test your e-commerce knowledge a bit, and I'm going to give you a chance to embarrass me with maybe some of the stupid things that I've bought as a child. So let's start with the basics. What's the first thing that you remember buying online? Oh, I know exactly what it was. I bought a subscription, um, an online art subscription, so that I could research the prices of different paintings and artists and things like that. So you subscribe to a service online? Yes, is that not the same thing? I don't know if we would classify that as e-commerce, but what about the first product that you bought online and you had to buy it and they shipped it to you? Oh, I bought a bathing suit online and it looked really good on the model, but I didn't like it when it arrived. <laughs> and where is it now? It's in a drawer because it was only $30 and I couldn't be bothered to try and return it. I mean, that is a great topic for this podcast, but we will skip that for now and maybe come back to the idea of returning that later. Do you like shopping online? Um, I like shopping on like eBay or Kijiji, things like that. When I have nothing to do, I just get on there and look around and I can always find something I need. Is that online shopping? Yeah, that's online shopping. Yeah. I'd say okay. like eBay and Kijiji, you're buying things online. Um, those end up being more kind of like marketplaces. Okay. We like to think of e-com as like, we call it, I should probably check if this is one of my questions for you later on. I'm giving you the answer. No. Um, we call it like D to C. So direct to consumer. You go on their site, you buy something, and then they own that product and they send it directly to you. They're not listing it on eBay. They're not listing it on Amazon or in like a retailer. They own the entire presence all the way from you making that purchase to getting at your to door. To getting it. Okay. Well, I do know of one purchase I did like that. And it was a pair of shoes that a guest at my B&B was wearing. And I wanted them so badly that uh, they came out of a shop in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. And... They were, I think, $125 US. And by the time they got here and they're on my feet, I think it was $230 Canadian. So it's a good thing I liked them. <laughs> For our listeners, I am Canadian. Obviously, my mom is Canadian as well. And I actually just put a post together on the struggles of Canadian shoppers buying in the States. So I'll, I'll link to that in the show notes so everyone can give that a read. My mother was actually one of the people that we interviewed uh, to put that post together. <laughs> so... When you're shopping online, like what is there anything that you hate 
anything that you love? Like when you do end up shopping online, what do you enjoy about it? I wouldn't say that there's a lot of enjoyment. It's just if I'm shopping online, I'm trying to fill time that like some spare time that I've got. And hey, you know what? There's nothing I want to watch on TV or whatever. And uh, I'll hit the virtual mall instead. (laughs) Okay, let's make this easier. I know that there's a lot of things you dislike about buying things online. Why? I know you don't buy a ton online. Why? Why don't you? What's stopping you from buying things online? You know, I've asked your sisters because they seem to shop online all the time for clothes. You know, while I only shopped once, oh no, I shopped twice online for clothes and both times they never fit. And so I end up giving them, I gave one to one of your sisters and the other one's still sitting in the drawer in my bedroom. It's like, I don't know. Uh, I got to feel it and I got to try it on and I got to, you know. When you do end up with the wrong size, like, do you feel comfortable enough with the experience to like send something back or no? No. I've never sent anything back. I've got one thing still sitting on my desk that I bought in January and it doesn't work and it's still sitting there. Why don't you send it back? <laughs> well, because I got to parcel it all up and then I got to go to the post office and drop it off. And it's just... A pain? Well, it's a waste of my time, right? Has anything changed? So I'm guessing it's been maybe a couple of years between that first bathing suit purchase and like what you've bought recently. Anything change with e-commerce or online shopping that has made you more likely to do it than you did in the past? COVID. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You and everyone else on the planet are now shopping more online out of necessity. Okay. Yes. Uh, You know what? I, I like going shopping. I like getting out of the house. I like going to meet someone and doing something and going for a coffee or lunch or whatever, instead of sitting in my house in front of my computer. So it's purely a necessity thing then for you right now. It's like the shopping was an experience for you and you don't feel that shopping is an experience when you do it online. No, not at all. Okay. Last question for you on this topic. What do you think of online advertising? (laughs) You don't want to (laughs) know. Oh no, I do want to know. I get so frustrated. Skip, skip, skip. I don't think I've ever watched an ad in my life. Or if I start, I never see it through to completion. It's like, get out of my way. Get rid of these pop-ups. Right. It's annoying. What do you think about how specific the ads are that you get? Of course, they've got a bug in my phone. They know exactly what I'm saying and then they target me. (laughs) I know they do. I know they do because I asked Michael a question the other day that was so obscure and then it popped up on my feed and I'm like, what? <laughs> and how does that make you feel as a, as like a customer, as a shopper? I don't like it. Okay. You know, the other thing that really bothers me is these um, surveys that come up. Like I one day was just standing in front of a home sense. I didn't even go in. I was standing out in front of it. And then I get a thing about what was my experience like at home sets. I I didn't even go in the door for God's sakes. Some some geolocation action happening there. Okay. So overall, you think that it's... It's an invasive. It's invasive? Okay. Yeah. 
I guess this really isn't about shopping, but I get really tired of how was your experience? What was your online experience like? Oh my gosh, for Pete's sake, I I got what I wanted and I left and goodbye. You know, (laughs) you don't, you don't want them asking you all sorts of follow-up questions about how, how this was and how that was. Did you like our checkout experience? No, I, I, no, (laughs) I don't. You know, if I'd been there at the store and I would have said thank you very much and smiled at them and left and they would have known I was satisfied, right? <laughs> you couldn't you couldn't give them that subtle eye glare of I really don't want to talk to you, give me my product and let me be on my way. No, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> so, one thing I think happens and again, this podcast is all e-commerce brands, e-commerce fans, and we get really tied up in some of the terms that we use. And way too often, I see people talking about these things as if they're common knowledge to everyone. So I'm going to give you some acronyms as well as one term. And I know you're not going to know the answers to these. And I know that's going to stress you out a bit. But I just want you to give me your raw take on if you've heard it before, what it could potentially mean. So the first one I got for you is ROAS or R-O-A-S. It sounds like something I might take for an upset stomach. <laughs> I haven't a clue. ROAS, a replacement for tongues. <laughs> all right. ROAS is return on ad spend. So when you see all of those annoying ads, online retailers are looking at how much did they make in terms of how much did they spend to put that ad in front of a group of people. Oh, okay. All right. Yep. Okay. But I mean, something you take for an upset stomach, I actually like that better. So (laughs) I'll start putting that into the industry. Second thing, retargeting. What does that mean? Well, they're giving up on the target market they were advertising to, and now they're they're giving up on me, and they're going to someone else. Yeah, they're giving up on you, and they're going to retarget someone else. Yes. I mean, that would... That wasn't that that far off. So retargeting is what those online brands are doing. You ever shop somewhere and you're on their site and you didn't buy anything and then all of a sudden it seems like that site you were on is just following you around the internet? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh-huh. Okay, that's retargeting. That's, that's, a, that's bothering me. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the thing is a lot of people in e-commerce, when, you, when we're doing the advertising or marketers in general, we forget that there's a customer side of this. So this is good to hear is like how you feel about these things. Next one here is a 3PL. Something product lost. Three products lost? No, no. Well, I don't know what the three means, but PL. I don't know. (laughs) Okay, so the reason I asked this one is because I actually got an email from a brand that said that my product was leaving their 3PL. And I thought this was the most ridiculous email that I've ever gotten because like, I know what this means, but the average person is not going to know what that means. It stands for third-party logistics. And brands will use this as a place to store their products where it's not their own warehouse, it's somewhere else so that when you buy it, it leaves that 3PL to get delivered to you. Okay. All right, last one for you here. LTV. L-P-V. L-T, as in Tori V. Oh, T. L-T-V. I haven't a clue, but I'm going to say V is for vehicle. So we're thinking LTV is kind of like an ATV. (laughs) We're going to have some fun. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I would argue that uh, a lot of brands need this to be having more fun than they're having 
right now. Um, LTV stands for lifetime value. Oh. So LTV is the measure of if you just come and buy once, your LTV would be just that first purchase. But if you buy multiple times per year and you come back and shop from the same place again and again, then the lifetime value of you as a customer is a lot higher to that brand. Okay, well, a lifetime value for me would be that I couldn't even begin to shop there again until I was happy with what I'd bought. Maybe that's going to take a long time before I come back. 100%. And what you said there, you need to love what you bought. And the the problem with people wanting customers to come back again and again is, have you ever bought something? This happens to me all the time. Is you buy something and you haven't even got the product yet. And they're like, hey, would you leave us a review? Do you want to refer your friends and get $10 off? And like, I don't even have the product in my hands yet. And they're asking me for that. Or maybe it's um, a vitamin, like hair growth vitamins or something like that. Uh-huh. Unless it's miracle Grow, I don't think in three days my hair is going to be <laughs> growing like crazy after taking those vitamins. So no, I think you're absolutely right. If you want higher LTV... You need to make sure that the product that you have is one that you love and the brand should be doing their best to make sure that you have a product you love. Yep. And they shouldn't be bugging you so soon after the purchase. Do you get a lot of emails like that? Yes. I, I you know what, um, maybe a month after, you know, hey, how are you liking the product? Then I'd be more apt to answer it because, hey, I've got some knowledge on it now. But when they, even the stores, oh, can you go online and tell us about your experience and win $1,000? No, because I'm going to get $1,000 worth of headaches and crap from you moving forward. <laughs> so you, you, don't want, you don't want those emails? No. <laughs> so what about, what about if a brand wasn't just message? Because I feel like all these emails are the same, right? Review this, tell us how we did, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. all about them. What if they started to send you emails that were about you? I, I use this example all the time, actually. And I got this example from you. I had brought my silver chain over and you had like the silver polishing set. Oh, yeah, yeah. And my jewelry looked amazing when I was done with it. So like the example I always give is like, imagine you bought a silver something and instead of reaching out to you two days later saying, hey, do you want to buy another piece of jewelry? They wait a couple of weeks when you might start to see some visible tarnish (laughs) on what you had bought. Yeah. And they send you something like, hey, our guess is you're starting to see some wear and tear. How about a silver polishing kit. Yeah. Perfect. That seems useful to you rather than come tell us how we did. Here's $15 off. Leave us a review. Does Michael want one? Does Tori want one? Does Katie want one? <laughs> Who else wants one? No, I think you're, I think you're right. Yep. All right. I made you struggle through those. So I wanted to ask you some questions related to my shopping in the past that maybe you want to tell our listeners about. So what's something that I have bought in my past that you thought was really, really, really stupid? I'm not going to say really, really, really stupid, but I'm going to say is really, really, really frivolous. Frivolous. Okay. Yes. As a child, I like to flash my money around. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> and, it, it, you know, and I, you know what I'm going to say, that bike that you paid, that was a frivolous spend. It was spending money, like a lot of money on something that I don't know. I remember at the time thinking you could have bought a beater of a car for the same price as the bike and driven it in the winter. So what my my mom's talking about here, when I was in high school, I got into really into biking. I had a couple of different bikes, but the one she's talking about is the bike that I bought for downhilling. And I insisted that I wanted a brand new one. And I think, I think it was like 
twenty eight hundred dollars. Yeah, I was gonna say three thousand dollars. Yeah. But in my defense, I did work. Remember, I got my first job at Michael's, the arts and crafts store, and I saved up all my money to buy that. Where is that bike now? Um, it is chilling in our shed. I don't think I have ridden it in three years now. And I guess it's probably depreciated. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely depreciated a bit. But I, it's not my fault. The Blue Mountain's closed now. I mean, it's probably it's probably my fault. But um, did end up taking that bike out to Whistler, though. So did get some decent use out of it. Yeah, that's true. Is there anything that I've bought that after I bought it, I really didn't want it anymore? I didn't love it? Well, I can think of one thing that... Uh, I remember we bought you a pair of ski goggles, and at the time, they were very, very expensive, and I was all over your father about spending that much money on a pair of ski goggles, and I would say probably about a month later, we walk into one of the ski shops at the bottom of the, in the village, and you find another pair of goggles that have snake skin on them and match your snowboard. Oh, I remember these ones. And you wanted those so badly, and they were like double the price of the first pair that I thought was outrageous to begin with. And somehow you ended up with those, and I ended up with your cast off. <laughs> great, great salesman, apparently. <laughs> um, what else? Well, I remember you getting the Xbox. Oh, whoa, whoa. I love, I love the Xbox. That's not something I want to give away. No, but then you wanted an Xbox uh, 360. Oh, an upgrade. An upgrade, yes. You wanted an upgrade, but you had no money for an upgrade. So you went to the bank of your sisters and convinced them that they needed an upgraded Xbox. <laughs> yeah, it was, like a it was like a timeshare situation, right? Like we all buy into it and we all get a certain amount of time with it. And you live there. You live there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a timeshare. It's a timeshare that I live in. <laughs> What's something from my past or from my childhood that you think foreshadowed what I do now? Or I guess maybe the first part of that question should be, what do I do now? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> what you do now, but one thing I can say at your Grade one parent-teacher interview. Mrs. G. Was that your teacher, Mrs. G? I think she had Grade all of one? us at one point, yeah. but yeah, I had Mrs. G. Okay, so I, um, you had the gift of the, I won't say the gift of the gab, but you could think fast on your feet and rebut anything and make someone come around to your way of thinking. And in grade one, Mrs. G said, he's going to be a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> well. I did not get into the law, but I did. I did consider that at one point, but I don't know what. Do, what do I do? I'm a marketer for a e-commerce tool that helps other brands process returns. Online brands process returns. Yes, I, I I did know that. I didn't understand what you did at your last job or how you made money at that. But anyways, I do understand what you do with this one. Yeah. Any closing thoughts that you want people to know about? Again, you got a lot of brands listening here. So what do you want them to know? Well, I don't know if it's just my age group because younger people don't seem to be as bothered by the, I'm going to call it noise, um, all the stuff that shows up, you know, on your computer, on your phone, you know, 
it's to to me and I have a few friends that are like-minded like me it's um it's annoying you know there's lots of times when I don't even get on my computer on the weekends sometimes I don't even look at my cell phone if it rings I'll pick it up or you know to talk to somebody but I'm not there to look at all the all the stuff that's they're bombarding you with yes yes yeah mm-hmm. and to another point there are some brands that i really 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 love and i wish i'd get something from them for a discount or something and i never do <laughs> i would argue that those are the smart brands uh that aren't oh, just giving you 25 percent okay. off all the time and they're doing something different that makes you want to actually buy something from them and you're going to go buy from them regardless yes ex- well okay you're right <laughs> they, they got you but I, I hear you on the on bombarding you, following you around. What do you wish that online brands would do differently then? Well, I think we kind of touched on it a few moments ago about not bombarding you from the second you make the purchase, you know, give you some time, right? Because, you know, you mentioned that they're already asking you for something and you haven't even received it yet. So what are you doing? Delete, 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 delete. Whereas if something came in a you know, a month, six weeks later, hey, how did you like this product? Okay, I've had enough time to try it and I'll answer it now. Interesting. So with your emails that you get from these brands, how often do you unsubscribe from one versus just ignore it and delete it? I don't know how to unsubscribe. <laughs> okay, I <just> so there. delete. <laughs> I, was think, I was thinking you might say that. So for everyone listening that's like, oh, I'm not annoying anyone because my unsubscribes aren't very high. I think there might be a lot of barbs out there that are just looking at this and getting really pissed off at you and just delete it and then get even more frustrated when it comes back the next time because she doesn't actually know how to unsubscribe from it. Well, I can tell you. So a few years ago, Tori went through and unsubscribed me to a whole lot of stuff. But guess what? It's all back again, right? I guess it's different stuff, but... It's all junk to you. You know what? Actually, the other day, and I, I don't even remember what product it was, but it, it, one of the first things it said is if you do not want to receive any more communications from us, hit. And there was a red button that said unsubscribe, and I hit it. And I thought, wow, that's the first time I've ever seen that. Like, normally I got to read through the fine print and I got to enlarge it on my screen, and my big fat fingers don't hit it properly. And I'm not good at unsubscribing. <laughs> All right. So if I was to try to summarize your feedback for people listening, it's cool it a bit on how often they are messaging you, whether that's through email or from the new term we learned, retargeting you around the internet, trying to find ways where they can, I don't like the, like you said, the brands that you want to buy something from, they're not sending you discounts. They're just, they're engaging you in a different type of way. It might be like the product quality. It might be something else. But those are the types of brands that you end up shopping from. What else do we go through here? Talked a bit about email marketing there at the end. Well, the other thing is too is the um, that one experience that I had buying the shoes in the U.S. And by the time they came to Canada, I was prepared for the whatever the exchange rate was, which was pretty big. But then uh, and then I got charged uh, some sort of duty or. Canada came up with the price that they thought those shoes would be and charged me HST. And then something else came from FedEx that I owed them some more money. And it was just like, I'm tired. Like, and they get you with all this 
paperwork and stuff that you can't even figure it out anymore. That's a really interesting point. And I think that that is, that's something that happens to like you and I and Canadian shoppers a lot because of the border. And it's just important for people listening to understand the difference in the experience for an international shopper versus a domestic shopper. And I think for for both you and I, what we're looking for is just some transparency on it. Hey, I'm cool if I have to pay a bit more to get this to Canada. And like, oh, what does returning this look like if I need to send it back? Because you're right. A lot of the times the brands go, oh, we don't really know. So you figure it out. And then you got to go to like find all these like custom forms and everything else that you need to. And then when you do, I, I have, I, this is not in shopping, but in another um, area of business. Then when you do go to return something, you never get the exchange rate that you got when you purchased it. A whole nother can of worms. Yes. Yep. So you've, you're already lost. All right. Well, I think you've given everyone listening today something to think about. And I think that everyone listening today, put yourself in the mindset of your customer, ask around with how other people are shopping because not everyone is an e-commerce expert. Not everyone thinks the same way that we do in this space. So the terminology we use, how we actually go to market, like Barb doesn't know any of these terms. Barb doesn't know a lot of like this, the marketing tactics that we're using here. She's just looking for easy ways to engage and shop and not feel like you're getting harassed. And I have started doing one of those um, food, you know, chef's plate. Oh, yeah. Like a HelloFresh or like... Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, uh, maybe it is. I, anyways, I love that. Tick, 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 tick. Goodbye and it arrives and it's always the price they say it is and there's no extra this, no extra that. And perfect. Love it. Now, Mom, thanks for joining today and happy Mother's Day. Thank you very much. <laughs> Bye. That's been The Exchange, presented by Loop, the returns platform for Shopify. Thanks for listening.